0: So, we are about a month out from summer band. Everybody excited? Good. I am too. Uh, but a lot of programs have already started their journey towards, you know, the beginning of November, which is the end of the season. And a lot of that has to do with technology. And uh, that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. We're going to talk about the apps that folks use and how the game has changed so much. From when I was up there flapping my arms around, praying that the ensemble didn't tear. Uh, we're going to go over a bunch of that stuff for the fifth time in 2019. Good morning again, Daniel Valdez. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Whether you're listening on YouTube or you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, search the Dan Podcast. And if you've got messages, comments, whatever, please send them to me, Instagram at DanPodValdrez. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And we're going to talk a little bit about off-season prep. And I've had some people reach out to me wanting to talk about this and just kind of compare and contrast how different things were back when I was uh, much younger. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk. We'll try to break it down a little bit. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about drill, and then we'll talk a little bit about student leadership. Now, disclaimer: If I mention a specific app or I've mentioned a specific organization, no, they did not pay me to do that. Now, granted, I will take their money whenever they want, but uh, I'm not being paid to mention anybody specifically or anything like that. So let's get that out of the way. Uh, and I'm talking. To, let's talk about the time period between uh, pretty much the end of the school year until summer band. And let's go back and forth between present day and, and past day. So first things first, uh, I don't remember playing any show music at the end of the school year for the next year's show. I don't I don't remember having it. I think one year we had it. I think it was going into my sophomore year when we were playing Scythian Suite. I think we had the first movement, and I don't remember if we played it publicly before school ended. Other than that, we really didn't do much, whether the music wasn't written yet, or, or, you know, we just... I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know the answer to that. I know that uh, when I was leaving my senior year, the program played Stormworks by Stephen Melillo, and we played just the regular band version of that. We didn't play any actual show music or anything. Again, I don't know if it was written or not. It doesn't matter. That seems more and more common now. It seems more and more common musically to get the 8th graders involved. It definitely helps with recruiting. Recruiting back then back when i i didn't get recruited (laughs) i don't know how that the the recruiting process was the high school band directors that were you know if your middle school was a feeder school to a specific high school they would show up one day and they would be like hey who's interested in joining they would probably show you a little vhs tape yes a vhs tape Where they wheeled the television card out and popped it in, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Nevertheless, they'd show you a VHS tape of the previous year's marching band show, and it was like, "Hey, do you want to (laughs) join?" Like that wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't as aggressive as it is now. Now retention numbers are very, very important, and it's very important to get involved in the middle schools. That's why high school directors are, are. visiting their feeder middle schools all the time, trying to encourage those kids to, like, you want to continue to play your instrument through high school. We're going to turn you into a better musician. You're going to have a fun, wonderful experience. You're going to make tons of new friends. It's very aggressive now, and those retention numbers have gone up and up and up and up over the years. Definitely different from when I was around. And it gives the 8th graders something to look forward to. They've got show music. They're performing in a gym. They have you know, it's, you know, their videos are up on YouTube and they, they really feel like they're a part of something. They haven't even taken a class in high school yet, which is scary enough as it is. Think about your first day as a freshman. You were probably freaked out. I know I was, uh, but now they feel part of the school and they haven't even, you know, they don't even have their locker assignments yet. So that's very, very important. Let's talk about music apps for a little bit. we never had a sign, we never had summer assignments for the marching band music ever. It was just kind of like, Hey, you should practice your horn. Now, keep in mind, the internet was kind of still in its infancy when I was around in high school, there was no social media, uh, mass texts didn't exactly exist. If you were lucky enough, you had a really really smart band parent who knew how to run a website like from the ground up and you were able to get information that way but most of the time it was like hey please practice your horn and that always scared directors because when you come back from summer band the expectation was that hey you probably didn't practice your horn (laughs) so when they take so when they take that baton and they hit that downbeat for the first time to really start off the season they don't know what they're going to hear, but what they're going to hear is probably not going to be very good. Now, there is so much more student accountability because of apps like Smart Music, where you actually have marching band assignments. And I see this all the time in social media, all sorts of programs. Hey, you've got something due July 3rd. You've got something due July 1st. Of course, I'm not going to tell everybody what it is, but you know, there's marching band assignments now. Like, hey, practice your marching band music. I can tell you that tons of programs, tons of very successful programs back in the day did not have those assignments. They learned their music during class time or during summer band. And that's how we, that's how, that's just how we learned music. Like it was, we were able to do that and put out a a pretty decent product. Here's the thing. Everybody's good now. <laughs> so you need, as many, you need to take advantage of as many tools as you possibly can if you're, if you're a program that either on the rise or you're a program that's near the top and need to stay at the top. Like I said, apps like Smart Music, you can, the directors can assign it out. Kids, record it out, send it in. And now the directors know exactly who can play and who cannot play their music. And then they can address that individually if they need to. But they already know what they're getting, well before, uh, well before March. Uh, the the, st- the summer band starts, and that's the other thing. If you don't know what you're getting, and nobody practiced their horn during the summer band, guess what? It takes time to get that ensemble sound to the way the directors want it. So if you're starting from hey nobody practiced their horn, it's going to take time to get. It's it's going to take time for that sound to congeal. Where it doesn't sound like two hundred musicians battling against each other, and that's something that directors, you know, fear a lot, especially with marching band, because you know, you're not playing in a concert hall. You're playing outdoors. You're dealing with the elements. You're dealing with hot with heat and cold, and uh, you're you're dealing indoors with stadiums that were not designed to hold a marching band contest for it to sound really really good. So, apps like Smart Music. Genius inventions. Directors love them. Like I said, you could pinpoint exactly who can play the music and who cannot. Let's talk about the visual side. Stuff like Ultimate Drill Book, where you know designers are on board with it. They send their drill in. It gets uploaded, and all you do is update your app. Update your app. Guess what? You've got 12 new pages right then and there. This is how it was back then, and I, I promise you, I'm not exaggerating any of this. There would be days sometimes weeks when we wouldn't hear from our drill rider i'm not going to say who it was but there would be weeks when we didn't hear anything from our drill rider there would be weeks when we didn't get like in the middle of school when we didn't get drill and you know the only really effective way to communicate with people is email and keep in mind you don't have email on your phone back you didn't have email on your phone back then or you would actually wait for it gasp deep breath actually have to call somebody on the telephone. Eek. <laughs> uh, and a lot of the times, uh, a lot of the times the guy didn't answer. So, uh, <laughs> so that was, that was difficult to deal with. Then if by some miracle, you were able to get those drill pages, you had to have them sent through email. Cool. Got the email. Guess what? You had to print all that stuff off because you didn't have st- awesome stuff like ultimate drill book to, uh, you know, carry it. You carry the drill around on your phone. So now, there were to- I remember times when we would get, the class would end at 4 p.m. We would get the drill sent to us at 3.45 p.m. It would come to the director's email at 3.45 p.m., and we could not learn it that day. Why? Because we had, no, not because Waco, not yet. Not everything is because Waco. <laughs> A lot of it is, but not this time. Uh, the reason why is because we had to print out all those pages. So if we got 10 pages worth of drill at 3.45 PM, multiply that by 280 kids. I don't know math and I don't have my calculator in front of me, but I imagine that's a lot of paper and it takes time for the copier to spit all that stuff out. So. We couldn't learn drill that day if it was sent too late in the day because we literally had no time to print those pages. The way we learned drill, and it was it was basically two options. You either had a dot book or you had a dot sheet that didn't show you any photos or didn't show you any drill pictures of what it was supposed to look like. It just had you are five steps in front of the front hash you're on the 35, and it, you would go to that spot. And then the next dot, which you, you would figure out how to do that, and you know you would get instructions on whether it was you had to freeform there or it was a direct path or you had to follow the movement, you had to follow the leader or whatever. What we had were actual drill books, not a digital one, a physical one. You had to go buy a three-ring binder about an inch, inch and a half thick, You had to tie a shoelace, this sounds so archaic, you had to tie a shoelace around that damn thing, you had to buy clear pages, and you would take your drill, you'd mark down with a highlighter where your dot was, and of course they would have instructions at the top of where you're going, and you would put them in the clear sheets, you would lock everything in, and then you got down on both knees, and you prayed. You prayed to God, you prayed to Allah, whoever you had, you prayed to whomever you had to. Because one of the most embarrassing things back then for a marching band member to go through is to have their drill book explode in the middle of rehearsal. Now what do I mean by that? I mean a strong gust of wind gets under your drill book and it blows, it literally blows the pages out of your book. Or, the shoelace or whatever the string or the rope or whatever you got tied around that thing, it breaks. And then your book hits the ground and then the interlocking rings open up and then a strong gust of wind blows everything up. Yes, that happened to me a few times. <laughs> Why do you think I became drum major? I didn't want to have to deal with a damn drill book anymore. <laughs> I said, I'd rather just conduct, make, make myself a full there instead of, you know, having my drill book explode everywhere. Horrible. But now you've got an app. Now you've got a phone where you have everything there. And designers can send everything in there and everything's, everything's fine and dandy. Apps, my friends, apps. This technology is so easy to use. It's so innovative. And the people that run this stuff are really, really cool people and that understand the activity. And that's what's really important because when you're dealing with customer service and you're really trying to get clients and whatnot, that is so important to have relatable people that know what they're talking about, push this stuff so that programs that already use it feel more comfortable using it in the future and programs that do not use it are more inclined to sign up and, and, and use that to uh, make their program better. Let's talk about student leadership. Everybody's going to the Sassy programs. Everybody's. I I see. I see the photos of everybody doing karaoke and the luau's and all that stuff. And, and Sassy is such a fantastic organization doing drum major camps and leadership camps and whatnot. Back then, uh, student leadership in marching band was. It really felt like a, it was just a title. <laughs> now, granted, there were some. Awesome, awesome people that took it very seriously and were great at it. There were some of my best friends, and we talked about the activity all the time, and and I I love them to this day. And then there were some folks that, and it wasn't just my program, it it was programs all across the state where it was just, it was basically a popularity contest. And you'd be shocked at how many student leaders back then that were, you know, section leader, clarinet section leader, trumpet section leader, that didn't know their music that didn't know where they were going on the field. And you're like, "Well, wait a minute. You're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to know everything. How are you going to get a freshman to pay attention to you and listen to you when you, when you don't know what you're doing? So now there's, a, there's more of an emphasis on student leadership. And I get sent this stuff all the time, and I see this stuff all, all the time online, where student leaders in band programs have way more responsibility now. Like they're running sectionals. They're running sectionals. Because they know their music and, the, and they've proven that to the directors through, the, through, you know, technology. They know what they're dealing with already. So then they can address those issues and get everything set. So that way, when everybody goes into the ensemble, you're not wasting time pointing out, hey, pl- hey clarinet, play your music. And then you got to go through 30 clarinets to see who knows their music and who doesn't. And then it might, meanwhile, everybody else is just sitting there completely unfocused waiting for you know i'm not picking on the clarinets i don't mean to uh (laughs) waiting for the clarinet section to hack their way through their music there's no time for that like i said everybody's good now you cannot wait to have people pass music off in class now i'm sure that happens from time to time but i imagine that it happens less than it did back then because like i said directors already know what they're dealing with they can address the problems before they get to ensemble and they can use their student leaders as tools as true leaders to work that stuff out in sectionals. That way when you get to ensemble, now we can work on ensemble instead of individual, instead of you know trying to make individuals make character characteristic sounds. Like I said, student leadership is awesome. The whole idea of positivity and getting people to realize that this is such a cool job to have, that's what's important. Self-importance is so is such a key thing for a band student to, to, to have because it's going to get difficult. I always say, and I think I've said it on a podcast pri- uh, prior, like a couple of years ago, but I always tell people that the most difficult part of the season is not summer band. It is not the beginning of the school year. It's not the end of the season. To me, it's the middle of the season. And here's, my, here's the reason why. The reason the middle of the season is the most difficult to me is that is because you've done a, you've done maybe one or two contests already, and you're getting ready to go to San Antonio Super Regional. You're getting ready to go to state. There's that little there's that little pocket of doldrums that's right there in the middle of the season. Now, keep in mind, you're trying to balance out a social life. You're trying to figure out whether a, a boy or girl likes you or not you're trying to figure out who to take to homecoming, you're trying to figure out all the stupid crap. And on top of all that, oh by the way, you got to go to school. You've got midterms, you got AP exams, you got tests, you got all sorts of all sorts of academic stuff you got to handle. And it can be very difficult to focus on marching band music and where you're going on the field. So that is having strong student leadership makes that transition time from the beginning of the season to the end of the season a little bit smoother it's still going to be difficult but if you've got strong student leadership you know you can you can really improve your show just by having folks that really care about the activity that know what they're doing and that know how to teach others how to how to how to understand the material and, and, uh, and, and perform it at a high level at a consistent basis. I think I'm done here. <laughs> and if you want to hear more about those embarrassing stories or not, please let me know. Uh, thank you so very much for listening. We'll keep this a short one. Uh, more stuff coming on. There's, like I said, if there's a specific thing you want me to talk about, I'd be happy to. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube. If you haven't done that, do it already. YouTube.com slash The Damn Podcast. shut on the Apple Podcast app search the Damn Podcast. I am on Instagram at DanPodValdrez. We got a lot of stuff coming up for this coming season. I can't wait to share all of it with you. Uh, We will see, I guess I'll see you next week. I guess this is a weekly thing now. Sure. So why not? And I have everybody who's listening right now to thank. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye.